Hi, guys. Hello, everybody. You want to say anything else? Uh, no? Okay, you good? All right. Good. To bed. All right. Uh, welcome to the Orca Pod covering the latest episode of Sydney Survivor. I promised on the advertisement that we would have some special guests because all my regular and part-time orcas abandoned me for greener pastures. But then Jules, whatever Jules had going on fell through. So Jules is here. Not really a special guest, but she's muted as well, though. Yeah, sorry. Ah. I was telling off my dog. Uh, it's not that I had amazing plans that fell through. I changed my shift at work just so I could be here. Oh, okay. That's, that's how that's much very... I wanted to come and talk to you. That's very impressive, actually. So that's true dedication to the show. Uh, unfortunately, everyone else was unavailable. Um, so I had to bring in a new orca, surprise orca, for today's episode. Um, now, I think everyone who is remotely in the org community knows this person. They are also in the LRG community. I'm going to make an official announcement here that they are a contestant on Melbourne Survivor 4 with Jules and with Danny, as everybody knows. So slowly releasing the cast here. But it's it's someone that everybody knows, I'm sure, if you are in the LRG or org community. And we think she's going to have a lot of opinions. They're going to be very exciting. She's always got an opinion. Let's bring in the special guest, Nat. Hello, Nat. Hi. Hey. Hey, guys. How are we? Hey, Nat. I'm good. You were very obviously you've come fresh off doing some uh, interviews with me on uh, the Brent Viver org that is currently going on, um, and so you know you've stepped up now to the real deal. Have you been following Sydney Survivor since uh, episode one, or if you just had to binge it in the last three days? No, no, no. I've been following. I've been very vocal. Everyone knows who I am. It's okay. Who? Who are you particularly enjoying this season of Sydney Survivor? Um, I'm very much enjoying Matt, the gazelle, as I call him. Um, obviously, that's right. We show up every week together. Um, and then, obviously, Sam, I've got him as one of my picks. Um, obviously, we've got Queen Michelle. Um I'm thinking that's where I'm going to sit for now. I'm liking the yeah. others, but they're my faves. The uh, there was a there's a bit of a uh, winner pick scoring thing being run by Adam, uh, which that's not funny. too many of us are in. But Nat and I are very very close. I think she's only got me by one point, and I think ultimately it will come down to whether Sam wins or whether Maddie P wins or whoever finishes better because we both have them as the top two. That's right. Hey, I might that's come in and win the whole thing. You never know. You don't no, even have your winner no, pick is gone. It's not happening. Right, but just my winner pick. Like I've got a whole bunch of others. I got Joseph bang on. Yeah, but oh, good for you. all mine are pretty much there as well. Yeah, mine too. All right, fine. The only we the all, only we all had Shane really early. Everyone had Shane really early. <laughs> and because no and look, you know what? Shane would be gone twice if he didn't have an abundance of advantages. And yeah. I think that's a good place to start the episode because we get the blowback of Ethan's ridiculous misplay oh. of the idol nullifier, and production have decided that it's blown and it can't be played. What I do you guys agree think? With that? No, I think that's fair enough. First of all, who doesn't open the advantage? Ethan. Ethan. I'm pretty sure it's the first for everything, but there we go. It's happened. It no, was a crazy. He didn't play it the appropriate way, so he it's played not it all. Alone. Yeah, no, right. like, he tried to play it after the votes had been cast, and he needs right. to play it when they're cast. So I think, I mean, he's he's blown the fact that he's got it, but I don't think it should be a dead advantage. And you could see the specific thing on the back where you were supposed to write down the yeah. person you were playing the idol nullifier on. So he, didn't he absolutely it, pardon. He didn't open it. He didn't open it though. Yeah, so what, but what he did is he walked up to Eli and said, I'm playing this. Eli opened it, said, this isn't an idol. You can't play it here. 
It's a nullifier. But then he gave it back to him. If he yeah. had gone, John, don't leave massive comments. We're not going to read all that. Yeah. Um, if if he had, if it was a trash <laughs> advantage, Eli should have thrown it in the imaginary fire yeah. or whatever. And not it's not. It. It's a valid advantage. It's still an advantage that's still in play. And also, from a production point of view, there's still an idol in the game. So you're better off having the idol nullifier in the game because it can make more interesting TV later on. Now, exactly. Ethan's desperate to get rid of this thing, though. He's not fighting the cause that he should be allowed to have it because I think there's a valid argument to be made, but he's not making it. He's actively trying to get this thing out of the game and getting confirmation from Eli to that. Again, he's worried about being seen with the advantages, um, but for an idle nullifier, is that something Ethan really needed to desperately not have attached to him? He seemed very worried that people knew about it, but it's not an idol. It's a nullifier. It's very limited in scope and and action. What do you think, Matt? Well, the fact that did he he didn't know. He knew he so he knows now because at the tribal he he was told. But he doesn't also. To be fair to Ethan, I understand he binge watched thirty episode thirty seasons of Survivor in the lead up to playing this but stopped at 30, he is not actually aware of what the Idol Nullifier is or how it's played or what it does. So for him, he's just trying to, like, get the get the stink off him of having an advantage. Pretty much. He was trying to... Well, he saw that the first off. advantage put a... a um, oh, we've lost now. He saw that the first advantage put a massive target on his back, so maybe he's worried that this is going to do the same thing. But I think if he's desperate to get rid of it, Get rid of it. Give it to someone else. Say, look, I want this back after the game for a souvenir, but just give it to production. Exactly. I, I, well, no, he tried. He tried to give it to production, and Eli said, I'm not taking this. It's yours. It's a souvenir. It's out of the game. So he confirmed for Ethan at the challenge that but, it's not a valid advantage anymore. It is yeah. out of the game. Um, which, again, from go a to it's a dumb production decision. There's two an idol in the game. It's worth keeping. Um, now, I think, I think, and I actually don't like this decision as well from production because it makes no sense. He didn't actually play it. And what you're sort of indicating to the cast, if they're going to play 4D chess with the thinking, that there aren't any idols left. I probably wouldn't be going that far in a one-day game. It's you possible. You thought about this a lot. I thought about it right then. These are the thought of, I just have these thoughts all the time, bubbling. All right, well, not all of us are CK. We're not all playing 4D chess. No. Some of us struggle with checkers. I can't even do that. Yeah. So fallout from the tribal, Michelle is unhappy, in particular with Sam. Yeah. Danny's taking the blame for this. I feel like it's my fault. I yelled at Eli to take it when he played incorrectly. Yes, Danny, you did. We all heard it. And he's like, he, uh, John, John feels bad for Ethan. Ethan, Ethan is, is he's having a bad week, actually. Let's, let's hey, look, we Ethan. love Ethan. Everybody here loves Ethan. We love Absolutely. Ethan. Um, sh- John's view is production should just let Shane idle out a third person. Um, so why, why let there be another fire? The legend, the living legend, Shane. Um, she's very unhappy at, at Sam in particular because he, he described himself as the swing boat that – so he's saying that going into that tribal council, Ethan, Maddie P, and um, hang on, have I jumped ahead? What am I doing? I think you've jumped ahead to the next vote. The, what the fallout's going to be after this vote? Yes, I have. Sam was the swing yeah. vote here. Sam could not have been the swing vote in the last vote because basically, after all the idols and advantages had come out, it was going to be between Michelle and Jazz and Danny and Christy. So. I think Michelle should have, if she wasn't, should have been just relieved rather than anything else. When, where, I'm confused by my own situation. Did I, I have no idea where you're going on. Have I got confused by the previously, the next time? Have I got precog ability of what's been going on? Anyway, um, okay, yeah, so they come out. It's just it's a shit show. It was a shit show of a tribal. This is what's happening. But they still have the numbers because they think they've got Shane, presumably, if you're Michelle, you've got Luke, yep. you've got Sam. Um, and at this point, that this new alliance starts forming 
which I feel is going to be um, the the alliance that goes to the end. The I see the boys plus, plus Jazz. Yeah, that yeah, was the five. I agree. Right the five. Uh, I think that's a good alliance for all of the people involved. They're all, it's all the big threats coming together, which is something that we've seen people talk about in previous seasons of Survivor. We never actually see it happening. And I think, yeah, we're getting it. Look, Shane has another idol, which will disrupt the apple card at some point, because presumably they vote out, the sensible vote is Michelle. um, And then you do Shane after that, and he's going to throw his idol in there and he could do something really interesting um with at that point um the the thing though but i agree it makes sense for everyone in that group like for maddie p and ethan they need numbers that they can connect with they they are got the biggest profiles whether they played the best games or not is debatable but they have huge profile from all the moves they've been involved with throughout the game um sam and and luke has got this huge target on his back as a challenge beast which he only enhanced in this in this challenge sam is like the best placed of them all probably to get taken to to the end potentially like being yeah. seen as the least threatening where i actually think he's probably played the best the game nice at all guy. i think he's the nice guy yeah, yeah. But I, think, I think he's played the best game and will have the best he, he has the best relationships with the jury they like him the most and he has a game that's worth voting for. It's not like he's a nothing player. So he's in a wonderful position. And I he speaks Jack, very well. He could convince a jury. Yeah. And and then Jazz, I think, has a threat level just on being the edge returnee. But I still feel like even if she was at the end, being the edge returnee is probably not going to get her the votes from the edgies, which is really what you're going for, I think, to, to come back oh. in the game. And win it. She needs to be making moves now. She can't be just come back into the game and just sit quietly. She needs to yeah. do a Chris Underwood and actually make some stuff happen. Yeah. And she's made I a agree. move. I agree. Yeah, made she made a move. So then she needs to make another. She needs to keep making moves. She needs to really build an impressive resume. But she made a move okay. as part of a group. She needs to do something that she can put. This is my move. Like I don't think anyone is looking at at Joseph's vote out as Jazz's move. Correct. It, she needs to have something that she makes happen. And I think that for her, I think she's probably very nervous about getting sent out again. So I, I could see it happening if she wins immunity. I could see her trying to put something together then. Uh, but until that, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think she'll lay low for a bit. Yeah, and she's in a group group with these with these with the boys. And realistically, if they're in the final five, despite her edge connection, um, I think people will be looking more at a Luke or an Ethan, whichever of them is not immune, or even Matt, as opposed to her. Absolutely. So this this alliance made sense for all five of them in such a straightforward, obvious way that I think it will be hard to break this group now running into the, the end game. The I only think. way it'll break is if they turn on each other. Yeah. And, you know, that's going to be a, like, maybe we should take, Luke doesn't win a, a win a challenge and they're like should we do luke now yeah and, exactly. I, and i don't know if sam's going to be for that and if that got told to sam i think then the whole thing could collapse on itself because mm-hmm. I, th- I think sam's probably counting on luke taking him to the end right i think so too potentially yeah like does does sam think that he gets taken by an ethan or a, a maddie p if they're the final three or are those guys going together What's, what would you do it's if a, you're in that it's scenario? A, is it a final two or a final three? It's a final three, sorry, actually, yes. Yeah, so so, so I think if if the, that five is going to go to five, then I think Sam's in a really good spot because, like, no one's going to come for him or Jazz. Mm-hmm. So at final five, I think if Luke doesn't win, it's probably him. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I would probably be wanting to take out Maddie over Ethan, I think. Matt's a much better speaker. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think Ethan, I think I think I think Matt is more light than Ethan. Yeah. Even though they've pretty much made the same moves. They have. They've just gone about it in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ethan, some people have found Ethan to be a bit brash in his approach, whereas everyone like loves Matt. 
right? Yeah. Except for Danny when she was he was getting annoyed at her for saying he was a big, strong, muscly man and call it, and getting upset about the hair at that travel. Uh, but like the odds, are, the only person Danny would like of this group that we're discussing, I think the only one Danny would want to vote for is is Sam. And yeah. the only one Christy would want to vote for is Sam. And yeah. I think Michelle would want to vote for Sam. So I think yeah. at some point they've got to wake up and realize Sam may not be so obvious, but he has like all of the friends on the jury. But again, yeah. that's when it comes down to a very short amount of time. People aren't thinking that far ahead. Like they're thinking vote to vote. They've got 10 minutes or 20 minutes to go to tribal. No one can afford to be thinking that far down the road. So they're thinking who's the biggest threat right now? And Sam is not going to be at the top of anyone's radar. No. Oh, no, I agree. It just means I just think that at a final five, if I was there, Sam is a lot more worrying than Luke. Position-wise, sure, yeah. Danny's asking, do we think it's Sam over Michelle? Is that, Danny, do you mean, like, as your juror vote? I'm not I'm not counting on Michelle being there. We're, just... Yeah, we were saying that those are in a final three. But, yes, if Michelle is at the end, then Danny votes for Michelle. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm assuming the final five is a Luke, Jazz, um, Ethan, Maddie P, Sam situation with maybe a little bit of Shane sprinkled in if he idles one of them out on the way into that situation. Yeah, I reckon that would be. So I think we could get a couple of boring votes up coming up. Maybe we should talk about uh, the challenge, another children's game um, straight out of the squid squid game. Straight out of the squid game, Conclave. It's it's a children's game. Did anyone, I felt that Maddie P was hard done by. Agreed. No, you know, no this really challenge was rigged for Luke to win. No yeah. way. He moved. Well, I, I he didn't was see fully like. I didn't see the movement. Mate, John's saying there wasn't Giselle, enough. Yeah. How, how could you stop something? It was like a freight train coming. How could you stop something <laughs> like that? He, he stopped. Moved. Oh, he it, moved. Was, it was borderline. I don't give a shit. He moved. Okay, like, interesting. Did, did well, he, see the way he stopped off? Like, why don't you have a tangent for you? Well, I don't think he felt he moved. He felt he was, and I, I think he didn't. I think what I think what did him hard was. How did I stop? Or, How am I meant to stop? I think he's 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 here and he's, he's, he's adamant he did not move. But Luke totally did. You moved. I think what did him dirty that hurt him was that. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, his every other stop that he had that besides that one, were the most unbelievable stops. That's right, Nat. I've ever seen in my life. It looked like he was like someone had pressed pause on him. Yeah, they were perfect. And that last one was not (laughs) as perfect. It wasn't just that little bit. It was a little bit more. But it was still 10 times better than anything else everyone else was doing. It just wasn't up to the Matty P standard comparatively. But he, he didn't move. And I also feel that the person with the flags should not be looking at the course. No. Yeah, what was that all about? No. Turn around. Blindfolded. Yeah. Blindfolded at least. The idea of, like, actual children's game, red, like, green light, you turned away and then you turn around last minute. Yeah. They couldn't have been out of sight what's going on. Walking only. Walking only. No, I think you can run. No. Running is just harder to stop, so it's better to walk. It was. Michelle said how slippery it was, just, you know. And oh, it would have made, made it longer as well, the game longer. Apparently mm. it was very slippery on that grass. Apparently. It looked it. Um, so I feel he was robbed. I feel they just gave it to Luke. Um, yeah. And 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 when that picture, let's be, let's be clear, go back to the, the up and downs and the guy that's watching. Yeah, true, right? true. It was very. The guy that's doing this. When Matt was like two metres from the line, he's like. <laughs> And then with and Luke, then he's Luke, like, "All right, Luke, well, here you go." Yeah, and then Luke just starts running, and he's just like, "No, off you go." Oh, good. Like it was, it was, it seemed completely one-sided towards a Luke victory. Because oh, Danny is clapping back okay. at Matt. If we're asking for a review, let's go back to the merge puzzle. Danny is salty. Production, yeah, yeah, are but, you making notes? Making notes. Well, my Why biggest note for production for everything that this season is. Any challenge or anything you're going to do, you need to do a run-through of it first. Like this mm. this challenge, like where they have the music playing and then they just abandoned that halfway through the music because they realised it was not going to work. 
I like the Squid Game thing about it. It was good. No, I know, but it wasn't working because they were too far away. Not everyone could hear it. So they had to abandon it. So with with if we, right, with season two, every challenge you do, do a trial version of it. Whether you do it at a mini game or whether you just have a bunch of people running a challenge to see what happens, you need to test your challenges before you actually film. That is was my that number one piece of advice for production. Was that not done? Well, was I don't I don't know if it was because there's been a, like you know the sandbag challenge. Everyone was losing their sandbags. There's a oh, lot of yeah. things that looked like it hadn't really been tested. You know, Christy almost died choking on a muesli bar. Um, the 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 puzzle last week, of course. Luke Luke saying, "Nah, come on, it wasn't like that." Look, we're we're not blaming you, Luke. You're no. just playing the game. You're just following the instructions. And Luke, of course, you're not going to argue. You won. If someone gave I'm me a, a dud puzzle I'm victory, I'd be claiming it too. Luke is like the Luke is Eli's equivalent of like Jeff Probst with like Colby. Like he he's him. a little bit in love with him and Who wants him to win. I'm in love with Luke. I get it. Oh no, I agree. Okay. I agree. Are you in love with Luke, Nat? Um, no. No, really. No, not me. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. Uh, uh, anyway, so the victory goes to. Uh, to, to look and to be honest, it was probably a good thing it did because I think that for in terms of the the groupings that have been formed here, this this alliance and I like I like this alliance. I like what could happen in the final five. I'm I'm particularly rooting for Ethan uh, and and Maddie P and, and Sam who have got my winner pick, of course. Um, but I really I'm really into the Ethan and Maddie P story. Like as a viewer, picks aside. I'm I I enjoy their tale, you know. They you like, seem the, like underdog the underdog story. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad one of them get picked off here. If Luke isn't immune, I could see Luke being more hesitant to make a big move like this because yeah. he would be too worried about getting votes himself on this yeah. vote. I feel. But at the same time, if he is someone who is vulnerable, aligning with other big threats is is a good move for him. So I think he still goes with it either way. I agree, but he essentially here has turned on Joseph, who was someone he was sort of working with, Michelle, who he was working with, um, you know, Shane, who he'd been making sort of promises to. Like, he's made a decision. And to make that decision, particularly with the sort of EOS uh, chaos that Ethan has played with to date, you know, you might commit to Ethan and say, yeah, let's do this move. And then suddenly, next thing you know, Ethan's telling everyone else about it because that's the sort of way he's played. I feel that if Luke wasn't immune, he might not have been so happy to go, you know what, sure, right, let's do this. This is a big move. I love it. Like, he would be more wary. The votes are coming to him. He's he's been saying it for, like, four episodes. I'm the big target. I'm the challenge guy. They all want to get me. I keep hearing my name. Like, that's how he's feeling. He's got that level of paranoia that would make him hesitant to give more reasons to take him out, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I, I do agree that, yeah, so often we see someone who wins immunity and uses it to make a big move, and that's what we've seen here. So, I don't know. Yeah, Luke, good. would you have still made the move if you didn't have immunity? I've been criticised here that people say things they don't mean. What do you mean? Like, Luke, the thing I'm talking about, Luke, I think is, is she talking about the fact that Luke was kind of working with Ethan, uh, not Ethan, um, Joseph, and that's what she means? Like, he was sort of stringing him along? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. string some. Could you also like, please explain this comment of James Wolf? I don't, I don't understand what he's saying. Luke being Eli's equivalent of Colby de Prost is this? Well, because because oh, because James Wolf is the orca. We're named after him. Yeah. Okay. Do you not know that? No, I knew that, but I don't. The equivalent. What? I think he's just trying to reference himself and how this podcast oh, is okay. named after. Yeah, he's never been on it. Maybe I should have got him as a guest. Um, uh, but, uh, all I'm suggesting, uh, Luke, Luke said in confessionals a while ago that he was keeping people like Joseph and Shane on the side as an option later. Yeah, and as an he option. Like, he has decided yeah. not to go with that option. <laughs> Which is fine. That's fine. But, you know, he definitely said the things that he was planning on using them as, as potential working options. So I'm not sure what Michelle is saying. That's all. I'm just unsure. She can post another comment if she if she so desires. But yeah, no, um, I don't think it's fair to say that Luke turned on <coughs> Joseph. Like, I don't think he was turned on Michelle. Can we go with that at least? Did he turn on Michelle? 
Or did you just... Just not, you... not voting with someone does isn't turning on them. Yeah. I'm talking um, about anyone stringing anyone else along. Could, not all conversations here be... are truthful. That's very true. Yeah, but um, yeah, obviously. But I'm saying from Luke's point of view, he was he had people that he was going to string along as options. And when you mm. you cut those options, then you no longer have those options. Oh, um, Michelle agrees with me. Thanks, Michelle. What does she agree with? I'm saying the same I don't know. Thing she said you. she said correct Jules. So you know, I'm taking it. Uh, I like um, when people tell me I'm right. And but is Danny saying I'm right? He definitely turned on Michelle. That's a turn on Michelle. I I I disagree. Sorry, Danny. Sorry to disagree with you. Girl boss queen. Um, I think to, to not vote with your ally doesn't mean you've turned on them. If he's if he has no intention of voting Michelle out, which I mean we've seen from this alliance that he does, but that's future Luke's problem. But for this vote, I don't think he turned on her. He just didn't agree with what she wanted to do and if, went another way. If you tell your ally that you are voting for one person and you vote for another person, you have essentially turned on them. Oh, yeah. 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 If you don't vote the way you, you say you will to your All right, ally. so, okay. So in Winners at War, Tony voted out uh, Sophie because he felt him and Sarah, were too, her and Sarah were too close. Was Tony turning on Sarah there? Uh, the, only their personal relationship salvaged that. If they didn't have their actual out-of-game personal relationship, I think he would have struggled to bring her back. And yeah. look, and look, Michelle is not going to be like, Fuck you, Luke. You screwed me over. Fuck you. She's going to be like, no, we're still together, right? Like, you don't, you know, but doesn't mean she doesn't. Okay. She's saying yeah, he, he never, never said he liked me. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. He never said he was voting for Joseph. Well, what did he tell you he was doing then, Michelle? Well, this is who, not a call or response show. We can get that later. But see, I'm, I'm right just... again. <laughs> this is just the podcast of Jules is right. Who is Luke telling he's voting for to his allies then? We didn't see that. So maybe it's Sam that screwed her over. Maybe Luke said he was going to vote for Joseph. Um, and I, the point is, Luke's made the point that, you know, uh, that everything's getting people fired up in this discussion. Uh, Joseph <laughs> was with us out of necessity. I agree. Never felt the trust. Understand. Um, you know, you wanted to keep shields in that. Yeah, I, I don't think you betrayed uh, uh, Joseph in any way, Luke. I don't think you ever had a, um, an, a, a, a set forth handshake alliance. <laughs> With Joseph, uh, and, and Joseph now voted Danny twice the last two votes. So yeah. no, Luke didn't owe Joseph anything, but yeah. I felt he didn't owe, in sense of an alliance, uh, Michelle something. But if he told Michelle that he was actually going to vote for um, Joseph in this vote, and then I just don't see why. The reason I'm confused is I don't see why Michelle would then, okay, we don't have the numbers. I'm going to vote for the wrong person then. Like, why wouldn't she pile on the votes? Wait, Danny, who's a bitch? You calling me a bitch? <sighs> wow. Can't be me. Oh, it must be me. Luke, Luke's very in strong defensive mode tonight. There's oh, okay. He explains his desire to potentially vote for Joseph. Easy enough forgiveness after considering that Michelle wouldn't work with Ethan after voting for him. It's a good move. I like it. Great. He told her it was he was considering it, and I guess you know that's enough to fall back on, you know. Oh, so Joseph's the, a bitch. Okay, that's fine. In the next time though, <laughs> Michelle is annoyed at Sam. Right? Is that where I was? Is that where my head was at the start of this episode? I mean, I think it, it, she probably is. Yeah. Yeah. If She's we saw it or not, I would, would imagine that she is. Yeah, I, I thought that she was annoyed because she, you know, she's obviously worried about her numbers now, like. Whatever happened, yeah. they have made a, a group. A group of five have just voted and come together. Yeah, and you know it's not nice to be on the wrong side of the numbers. So Michelle will probably come back to camp feeling like, okay, I wasn't in on that vote. Am I next? So it'll take a fair bit of damage control to get her back on side if that's what they yeah. want to do. Yeah, there's there's seven there's seven people left. One of them is Shane. Like maybe and Shane is with no to... one. Yeah, Shane's with no one. Um, maybe they go Shane next time, but like you know, in the end of the day, um, she's more threatening. She's so much more threatening. If I was Michelle. her, yeah, yeah, I would be so worried about this next vote. I would feel like if I don't win immunity, I'm I'm gone. That's how I would feel as Michelle. So what's out there? Just the idol that Shane's got still. No, Shane's also got as an extra. As far vote. as we know, yeah, he's oh, got. Sorry, he does have an extra vote yeah. and an idol. 
There he does. I, yeah. I, I would presume, and who knows uh, in this game, but that there aren't any more advantages. We've had two tribe idols. We've had two early game advantages. We've had a merge idol and a merge idol nullifier. Um, and an extra vote that came from the edge. Eli think... loves an advantage and he loves a twist, so I think there's more to come. Mm, I think we're so in. Is, I think... So is anybody aware what Shane's carrying? No. 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 So he's and like in the best position right now, really. And he, mm. pulled, he pulled off he's that the, little He's well, probably he's in the best the... position to get to the end. I, I don't think he can win. No. I don't think he can win, but to get to the end, yeah. I think he's doing okay. It, 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 he's in a funny position, right, where he needs to use his last two advantages in a way that really impacts the game to probably give him a resume that's worth voting for. But I think if he does that, he'll get voted out because they'll be like, oh, Shane just did something really interesting, plus he had all those advantages. We've got to get rid of him. Like, yeah. He's sort of damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Yeah. And so we're at seven now. The extra vote's probably not going to make a huge difference. I think if he can hang on to it at final six, it could like, six. and maybe break a 3-3 three, three and make it a 4-3, use the, that extra vote to get someone out then, then play the his idol at five. Maybe. Is it going to five? Idol go to five? Yeah. Yeah. Extra vote, play at six to make a big move, then an idol play, particularly if he can get the votes on himself and, like, save himself a third time. Um, mm -hmm. would be a pretty spectacular thing. But then he's got to be the number one target at at four. But maybe he wins an immunity. Like, a run like that is not a game that's not worth voting for. Like, if he can – if he, the thing is we just underestimate Shane's ability to do something really interesting with the advantages because he's never watched a single episode of Survivor. And that's, so the, that's, the, that's the biggest thing lacking for him is the, the game awareness because he doesn't have that yeah. experience watching. I think if he had binged a season or two of, of modern Survivor where there's advantages, he would be in a really good position. I, I think so. Um, yeah. There's a chance. Yeah, I, I don't think he would be that much different of a person. I think he's still the same sort of guy. Um, and still the same sort of style, and he's not a super fan. He's watched one or two seasons or something, but he would have had a bit more awareness of how to use his advantage, as you said, Jules, I think, to make them more interesting. And I think to date he's used them well. Like, he saved himself twice when he was going to be voted out. So what more could you want to do with him? It's just he needs to use these last couple in a really I think, interesting way. I think both times he's used them, though, it was pretty obvious that he needed to. Like, the, the, I, the first idol he used at the, the massive tribal where Ethan basically called him out and told him essentially to play it, then the legacy advantage when there's only five options and he knew votes were coming for him. So I don't think he's going to get a huge amount of credit for the playing his advantages because it's not like he's had these amazing reads, knows the votes are coming to him when they've tried to blindside him. I think if he can use this last idol in a way, in, in that way, like when he's, he's reading the room really well, that'll get a bit more credit, but... The other two, not so much. I reckon the extra vote play could get even a bit more respect because it's I a agree. bit more of a it's a bit more of a interesting advantage. Like it's not as save myself sort of situation. You've got to you know do something do something fancy with it. Um, could be interesting. Uh, it's he's a great person. Look, he's a great wild card to have here at the final seven. I, I actually is. I actually really like this final seven. Um, I really like the whole the whole merge group actually, and the know, whole cast has been really good. And, and I and I was a Amazing. I was a fan of the double the pair destinies. You weren't Jules, but as I said, Danny and um, Christy going has opened up the game. It opened up the game for this vote. This vote probably wouldn't have happened the way it did. Uh, and then the next vote, I think, is going to be interesting. Look, we think that they might just yeah. vote Michelle, but maybe not. Like, it doesn't take much for Sam and Luke to swing in a Shane or a Jazz, and suddenly Ethan's gone. Like, that dynamic is available. It is These numbers are available for people to make switch and switch moves. Uh, John, how I many times is CK going to get the name of the twist wrong? Entwined yeah. Destinies it's is tied, a better name. Tied Destinies. I know, but Entwined Destinies is a better fucking name. So I'm going with the better I name. Disagree. Mm. It's not it's your fucking name, mate. It's a mouthful to say twined, Entwined it, Destinies. It's not even twined. It's paired destinies. It's tied destinies. Paired. Because you are tied to the other person. I'm pretty sure it's paired destinies. Tied. tied. Mm. I'm going to... 
Somebody. I'm pretty sure it is paired. Anyone? Tied. Anyway, anyway, but no, back to your point of, of Danny and, Mich- and um, Christy being voted out. Yeah, I think if they were still there, we would have seen a red pagonging. And no one wants that. So. No. Uh, CK, you being confidently wrong. Name a more iconic duo. Thanks for being here, John. I'm loving it. Yeah, my, my friends have a, uh, have a, my best friend has a term for that, he and his wife. Um, one of my nicknames is Kelstar, and it's called being Kelstar Shaw, and you're so certain of something that's so obviously wrong, so they use it in their everyday life. So ah. they'll say, are you sure about that, honey? And he's like, I'm Kelstar Shaw. <laughs> so, no, Danny, I didn't say I enjoyed it. I'm not happy you're out. Never for a second was I'm happy you're out. I just think it makes more interesting gameplay. I think you were so dominant that you would have just destroyed this game if you were still here. It would have been a Damn boring story. as fuck move. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, she mad. Hey, I'm here. I'm not here to see the people I um, that I'm friends with, although I know better than others do well. I'm here to watch a good TV show. That's what I want to see, right? So I'm all for the crazy twists. Um, I guess before we bring in uh, Joseph, is there anything more we want to talk about about the episode? Nat, look, you know, your first time here on the show, is there anything you want to talk about just – Sydney Survivor in general, how you been feeling about the overall season? What do you think? Too many twists? Not enough twists. Right amount. No, right amount of twists. Not I, enough I, twists. No, there's plenty. There's been plenty. Um, I think this season's been amazing. To be quite honest, um, I'm loving like just all the editing, the music. I'm enjoying the music that goes with everything, tribal councils and stuff. Um. The challenges have been really good. and You like the challenges. You like I, the I, challenges. I'm all about the challenges. I'm all I know you like challenges. I know you're the challenge. You love challenges. But do you like these particular challenges? I found these, look, they're fine. It's a one-day juvenile. game. They're what do, but there's been, they've been a little bit juvenile. Yes, I think that's a, a perfect word, Jules. Yes, but <laughs> I could probably do those. So if I can shut up. <laughs> Fair. I could probably dominate them. So, yeah. No, probably juvenile, but we could probably they could probably for next season go a little bit upscale. Which which uh, contestants did you like uh, that were went out pre-merge? Um, God, you had Leah. You had uh, oh, what about Leah? Um, Meline. What about John? John? John yeah, John's JT. JT. Yeah. How funny was he? Not salty. <laughs> He would have been so good in Merge. He, he would have been, yeah, if he came back. I, I want him to come back. I, that was the one I was trying to manifest. I was wearing the Captain America shirt and everything last week. That's yeah. what I really wanted. But he was particularly great because he was the first boot. Like, he just oh. had that salt energy. He was, about being the, first he was the perfect Reem Daily. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. Um, and, 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 you know, like JP could have been like that, uh, I think, if he'd, if he'd been a – uh, Edge of Extinction in, in Melbourne Survivor 2. I think JP would have been an amazing um, salty Edge member. And I think Scott from Season 3 equally would have been an amazing salty Edge player, um, providing that sort of level of salt. Uh, Scott was doing it from the sidelines as he watched the game unfold, if you were there in Melbourne 3. So, um, yes, he would have very much been there. Um, well, it's been great having Nat on for her takes. And I think... There was really a lot in this episode. I think we've really covered most of it, but it was a really interesting one. I think it really sets up the rest of the um, the, the season to be quite interesting, or it could not. Or the next two episodes could be dull, but we'll have to see. But coming to us live now, now I said in the comments from a place you'd rather be because Joseph has uh, picked up his legal career and moved to the Cayman Islands. Uh, I don't know if it's for the sun, if it's because he's embezzling a bunch of billionaire drug lords' money. I'm not really sure. But it's like 7 a.m. in the morning there, and here he is on our show tuning in. Welcome to Joseph. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, no, we're, we're, we're thrilled to have you. Um, you were involved in a lot of big uh, moving parts of this game. Um but on this particular vote, I think there was now I, there was a few, I believe, uh, confessionals. They weren't shown live, but there was voiceovers. Um, 
where you were very, very confident about this vote, that you don't even need a vote. You don't even need to go to tribal council. You're not going in that soon. Was that from this episode or have they taken some creative liberties with other confessionals? Um, so I actually took creative liberty with this. <laughs> there was um, some, unfortunately, some lost footage of my exit interviews. So I took the time to just kind of exaggerate what I was saying going to tribal. And I just wanted to make it a bit more entertaining. I didn't say that during the game whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so did you think you were in trouble going into this tribal council then? Yeah, I did. I knew that uh, my name was up there, which was fine. And I had a confident feeling that it was going to be a, a me and Ethan showdown. And I thought at least it was going to be at worst a draw. But I think, um, honestly, I think Jazz coming in with the last minute or being the, the pull along to that alliance of the guys was the one that really was the nail in the coffin for me. Did you yeah. think that Jazz was interested in working with you guys or you never, what did you thought well, about the it? Is, the, the episode was like, what, 35 minutes long. It I wasn't very like long. That was, that was longer than the time we had between um, <laughs> the challenge and trial. And I think I fell foul to the, the nature of that was Sydney Survivor's one day game. And this, to be honest, this felt like the quickest round that there was. I did confessional, mm. I talked to, I didn't even talk to half the people, I didn't have time. Um, and I was like in Michelle's ear from tribe camp all the way up to uh, the tribal council being like, he's insane for us, he's saying both of our names, he's trying to fuck with us over. And Michelle was like, oh God, oh no, oh no. And I was trying to talk to Sam and I knew that was the moment that was probably gonna be because I talked to Sam, I was like, Sam, we have to vote Ethan, he's playing everyone. And Sam's just like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, he just, he's voting for me. Great. Yeah. How, did you, how did you, let's go, let's go back one, one tribal to the infamous threat, sure. where Ethan threatens you with his advantage to turn out not to actually be an idol. Um, did you, what did you do with that information? Did you tell Shane? Is that, how did it all unfold once oh. Ethan threatened you? So I knew about Shane's legacy pre-merge because he said, oh, I've got something, but um, this was probably like episode two. Um, hmm. He said, oh, I've got something, but because um, I confronted him like Shane, I know you have like several things. Uh, and he said, I've got something, but I can't use it. Uh, and you wouldn't say what it was. And to me, I'm like, oh, that just sounds like a legacy advantage. Yeah. So I just assumed that that would be playable uh, at merge. So when Ethan was confronting me, I just kind of played dumb. And that's why I was kind of like, what do you want me to do? Because I was like, in my mind, oh, okay, we're safe. And at that point, I didn't know I was an Ardenar fire. Um, so, and Kriti was there as well for most of that conversation. And she was also kind of like, I could just see her like ping-ponging, like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and <laughs> I just played dumb to Ethan. And then I went to Shane, I'm like, Shane, we have to use it, we're fine. And then we get there and Shane and I are talking to the whole tribal about, um, Whatever, and Shane was not budging on Christy at all. He's like, we have to get her out. I don't care. This is where my boat's going. And I sat there and kind of like, I weirdly, through just sheer dumb luck, have the swing vote technically. I know where all the votes are going. And I was like, I can either vote Michelle or Jazz, or I can vote for Christy and Denny. And I know I said in that episode, oh, I want to keep Christy to the end. Because I, I want to go to the end with Christy so I can beat her. <laughs> Which I think is ambitious, and Christy was like, yeah, you should have done that. That's such a great decision. Uh, which it, I, I think between filming that and going to uh, the voting booth, I was like, this is a horrible idea. This was my one chance to get her, um, yeah. and this would be epic. So I just I was in that voting booth for a good like two and a half minutes trying to um, one, figure out who to vote for and to lift up the little things. Uh, to see if there was an idol under them or a look under the table for an idol. It was like a hail Mary. But um, when Ethan played the idol nullifier, um, I thought it was going to be accepted and he was going to be like, yeah, I'm going to play it on these guys. But I knew, I, I'm pretty sure I knew she also had that second idol as well. So I was like, oh, we're fine regardless. We're you, like, you knew about Shane's second, second idol? Yeah, I think so. Because um, no one else seems to know, know about that. From from the comments, because when he found he found the other one, um, I'm quite sure I knew about the first hour quite early as well. I don't know how, but um, 
I, that's just kind of my right into me and it's a year ago. But that was like my recollection. Um, and I like to think that Shane and I, if that was the entire Destiny's round, Christy and Denny were like Kelly and Michelle from Destiny's Child and Shane and I had our Beyonce moment. <laughs> <laughs> You you did you didn't I, yeah I thought you must have known something because when he when Shane played it there wasn't like a lot of like you know yes like oh my god like amazing you just sort of like yeah yeah she's got that I'm good. yeah I don't um, I don't know how I feel about the whole the the I don't know if I should be ex- accepted or like out of play um, yeah, do you think we were talking about this like, earlier do you think it should have been out yeah. of play or yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Only because I'd say, like, say someone got an extra vote and it's like, you have to play that in the voting booth. And then you go yeah. and you don't do that, but you go up to tribal council and it's like, does anybody have a meeting? And someone's like, no, I've got an extra vote. I would yeah. expect that. Person, or the person's like, no, you can't use it now, but you can use it later. Yeah, you missed, you've missed um, your chance. It'll be the yeah. same as like, the safety, yeah. safety without power. You try and play it after the votes have been done. Be like, I'm going to use my safety without power. It's like, no, you have to do that like before the votes are cast. Yeah, like there's there's a right time to play things. I agree. So, Having said that, I think either outcome would would have been entertaining, and we know one of them was very entertaining, regardless of whether it's right or not. Yes. Well, they couldn't let you. I, I certainly don't think it would be appropriate to have let him play the idol nullifier the improper way, just like walking up. I agree. I agree. Probably, probably be absurdly overpowered. Uh, mm. Wouldn't you say, Jules? Yes, I would. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> um, so who would you say, Joseph, you had an, a very solid social game uh, and seemed to do the best job of all the former Reds ingratiating yourself with the new Blues. Um, you seem to have a great position on the original Red Tribe as well. Uh, did you feel that your social game was strong when you were playing and did you think that was going to be a strength of yours in the game? I did, but I think where I went wrong is that um, I'd had some good, solid, foundational social relationships with everyone, but there was a lot of times where I could have solidified them a lot deeper, and I think that's kind of where I went wrong, is that I'm like, oh, I've, I've established good relationships with everyone, and that's enough, and I kind of took it for granted, and there wasn't really anyone that I thought, other than maybe Leah, formed a solid reliance, alliance with. I, I honestly wasn't aligned with Shane. Um, out of choice. I was a lot mm. chain out of necessity. And after yeah. that vote, people saw me as a threat by de facto of being with Shane for so long and him having all of these advantages. The threat kind of like his aura of threat came onto me and I felt that. Um, and I was trying to honestly distance as much as possible. At the start of that round, I was pushing for Shane. I was like, guy, and I was talking to Ethan, like, Ethan, I'm not with Shane at all. Let's just booty it. It's fine, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I knew he had uh, uh, that. I'm quite sure I said that because I knew he had another idol. I was just hoping that everyone would vote for him. He'd play the idol and I would be fine and maybe someone else goes. But yeah, that's where my game went wrong. I didn't have a solid, real alliance. Like I saw Luke in the chat say that some people didn't trust me um, or he didn't trust me that much, um, which I Luke was kind of surprised about because in the sandbag challenge, I really was trying to help Luke out. He's like, hey, Luke, I was easier the whole time. Give me this win so people think there's someone else that's good at challenges here. And I really thought I was trying to help him out. And I wasn't going to blindside him, like convince everyone else to vote him out. That was my attempt at like building some kind of relationship with someone. Uh, yeah, I think I was just a bit wishy washy at the end. The problem but... is that, but Luke's the sort of guy that, like, he, once he's in the challenge, you know, he's in the zone. He's not, he's not. Oh, no, yeah, I, there was a lot of us like that, and I definitely was like that as well. You were, you were, I think, on the whole, from memory, looking at quite, quite good at the challenges. There was a lot of one on ones, and you were doing a really good job. Did you expect to be a solid challenge performer? You seem to have really brought a real triple threat to the game that ultimately just emerged. And I think there's something really interesting about the uh, tired destinies. Is that what people want to call it? Tired destinies. Um, something really interesting about the tired destinies where because of the fact that I think that people like Luke and Sam and Christy and Danny and Ethan and um, the Matt pairing were wild. Yeah, because all those people were actually so close, do you think that then became a perception that, you know, well, the other ones must be close as well? Because you've been with Shane, of course, the whole game as well. So 
naturally it just built on this Shane and Joseph connection even more so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think so. And I, I, like I said, it was just honestly wild that those were the pairings, which was just kind of like the Survivor God thing, like let's just fuck with everyone and tell everyone who they're actually working with. Um, or pretending to work with, or where there are relationships. So I think definitely the whole trajectory of the game would have been different had there been really uh, like unobvious pairings. But those were the cards that we were dealt with, and we kind of had to to go off that. And I, I definitely agree that it kind of put a magnifying lens on everyone's relationships. That's fair. Do you um? Do you have any perception of why they just then went after you on this vote and not Shane? Like you mentioned that you were you were tarred with the Shane brush a bit. Were they afraid of other advantages? Were you just seen as a better player, more threatening at the end, but paired with him? Why was it? Why was it you and not him? Oh, I mean, I like to think it was because I was a better player, a bigger threat. Uh, I think had had I found any advantages, I definitely would have. Um, I mean. You said that Shane, he's used advantages to correctly so far, which is what you want to do in a game of Survivor. And I would have wanted to understand had I found any. Um, but I think I, I'd be confused, not confused, but I, wondering why the whole time. But I think I like to think that it's because maybe I wasn't a bit of a threat at that point. And early merge, I think some of the big social threats and also challenge threats are the ones that are targeted early merge. I don't necessarily think it's the strategic people because they're the ones running the show at this point, right? Yeah, well, you had the relationships across the board. As you say, you just perhaps didn't yeah. um, lock them in as well as you'd hoped to do, but everyone saw you as the guy that was connected in with the blue and the red, I guess, more than anyone else in the game. Jules yeah, are- I, I definitely try to solidify, my, solidify myself like that as well, especially after the spot. Yeah, and you did but the best job see, by far. I can see what you've done. You got complacent with, you know, when you said you, you started off with your relationships and just solidified what you thought and then left it as is. Do you feel that if you maybe went back and gave more to those people, you would have still been in the game? Like your relationships yeah. would have been a bit stronger? Do you yeah, mean, I think so. Does that mean like sharing yourself as in just in general in real life or does that mean game-wise? Sharing I think yourself? more game-wise. Um, I was pretty – I, I, one of the things I really enjoyed about the whole experience was that everyone was really open about uh, most of what they are. I lied about my job. Merlin lied about <laughs> Michelle didn't tell anyone that she was the Australian Survivor fan, Facebook host or whatever, and no one caught that either. So, I mean, people strategically left parts themselves. Yeah. that they thought would highlight and being a bit more of a threat. But for the most part, everyone was just kind of themselves. So I think it was more of a game-wise thing of getting in with people. And I hadn't really talked about proper solid alliances really with anyone because I was like, oh, this will be this is fine. And, yeah, that's kind of the theme of my demise. Did you approach people about alliances or did you let them come to you? People came to me all the time. I didn't have to do anything, which I thought was kind of uh, perplexing, but also great at the same time. Like there were times when we were on the challenge map and Chris, I'd be sitting next to Christy or Christy would make an effort to come over to me. And she's like, are you okay? How's everything going? And she wouldn't do that to anyone else. And there was times where Michelle was like, hey, we really, I think it was before the swap. She was like, yeah, we really like you, Joseph. We want to work with you. And I'm like, people are crossing tribal lives just to talk to me. This is great. So I, I think yeah. that kind of logging does the false sense of security yeah. as well. <laughs> Do you, um, you said that you did, you lied about your job. Uh, for a long line of lawyers lying about their jobs on Survivor. What did you tell people that you did? I said um, I was a medical researcher, which is, uh, Partly true because I did like a, a biology degree with my law degree and I did like internships by medical research facility or whatever. So I wanted to lie about something at least I could talk about. I wasn't going to be like, I'm a childcare worker or a nurse, something like that. Yeah, um, you've got to so have something. Like yeah. There's someone that played, yeah, I'm, I'm curious because there's someone that played backyard that lied about being a lawyer 
and and said they were a journalist with no actual knowledge about what being a journalist is, <laughs> which I think is a risky proposition. And they're asking her all these questions about journalism. Um, so you got to have something to, to, to throw it in there. Um, so no, no, I, I agree. And it's like that was, I think, uh, a decision I made like when I was interviewed for the game. I was like, I want to lie about this because one, I thought it would be kind of fun. And the whole yeah. time I was kind of like, he, 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 he. And then people yeah. were like, you're a what? After we like finished filming everything and we like caught up and stuff, it was just kind of, yeah. But Malene's was the best where she was worried about people perceiving her as a successful small business owner. So told everyone she was a swim coach, yet still told everyone she runs ultra marathons. I I know. That was hilarious because it was like, the moment she said that, it was like, it would not leave her whatsoever yeah. and that was the only thing anyone brought out Malene is the ultra marathon runner so <laughs> it was unfortunately a, I think a bad decision to make and it was the one instance where you told something about yourself that maybe you could have kept quiet um and it kind of yeah it was a lesson to everyone don't tell everyone that you're an ultra marathon runner she wouldn't find <laughs> just marathon didn't need the ultra yeah no I no a marathon runner is fine it's kind of like oh yeah it's kind of like Cool. Maybe even like I do, I do some five k fun runs, you know. Just yeah, and yeah, well, I think I understood where Malene's coming from. You know, she is in the older bracket of players in the game, and she is a woman. And historically, that has been a tough position to come into the Survivor game for. So, and because people perceive you as not being a physical contributor, so you want everyone to know, I am a physical contributor. Don't judge this book by its cover. But marathon's fine. You don't need the ultra. Yeah, it's it's a it's a balancing act, really. Yeah. What what is an ultra marathon? Just ask like a hundred kilometers. Hundred kilometer run and like a three hundred k bike ride and I think the swim. No, the, is you're, like... you're thinking of an Ironman. No, okay. What's, ultra what's marathon ultra? is just a really long marathon, hundred k. Oh, okay. So you just run what like a hundred? You run a double, triple. Two and a half. It's like a high instance. Is it it's like 100k, like but there's some that are like 150k. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not do it. Crazy. That. So, yeah, I think of the Iron Man for some reason, but still, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, a very fit lady. Um, Jules, do you have some questions for Joseph? I'm sure you've got burning questions. I always want to know about people's relationships. So, I suppose the closest relationship we saw, it seemed, was you and Leah. Can you tell us about mm-hmm. that? So, me and Leah just kind of like, hit it off and we were both kind of like realized we were the kind of like quirky outgoing and i think the whole uh amanda vote really solidified us working together because she was like oh i want to do this i don't like getting told what to do i'm like oh i'll work with you this is great and we kind of corralled everyone to do that at the last minute and then we were obviously swapped together and leah knew that she was kind of on the outs, I guess. Um, and there was a couple of times, I don't know whether it made the end of them, where she was like, Joseph, we were all in the group all together. And she was like, if everyone wants to vote for me and we protect Joseph, then that's totally okay. And I'm like, Leah, you don't have to do that. Why would you do that? And then in confession, I was like, this is the best position ever. I can't believe Leah's doing this. This is perfect. I will let her do that. <laughs> so, that's the best, best ally you could have ever hoped for. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, this is just another thing that's like just being fed to me on like a gold plated spoon at this point in the game that someone's willing to like tank their whole game for me. So I was very thankful for that relationship. Uh, and I <laughs> built so many other kind of like relationships as well. Uh, I, even though Christy and I didn't work together, I felt like we were working together at some point just out of um, a shared experience, I guess. I know I voted for Denny a lot, but. Um, I actually really enjoyed Denny, and I, I'm not sure why I voted for her so many times. Um, both Leah and I were really shocked because we didn't realize that Shane had voted for Leah. That vote that she, we, we thought that he was going to vote for And maybe, I think that was a very smart move on him because I was like, oh, going to trouble. I was like, oh, it could be Leah. And I remember talking to Denny, I was like, Denny is it mean? She's just like, no, but don't tell anyone. Um, I knew that I was going to be safe, but maybe I should have voted Leah be on the right side of the vote. But at the same time, to me, being on the wrong side of the vote at once or twice is not necessarily game killing either. 
Um, yeah. I, I wasn't too worried about that, but I definitely was surprised that Shane, and speak Shane, our relationship was one of more of a necessity or being forced to work together, like two children that don't really get along. And you're like, okay, you guys have to work together for this game yeah. because we want you to be friends or something like that. And it just, I never really gelled with him game-wise because I think I resented the fact that he didn't, I thought he didn't know what he was doing. I'm like, he hasn't seen Survivor, he's not a real fan. But at the same yeah. time, I think he was one of the most dangerous people in the game because there's nothing worse than like a bull in a china shop really that doesn't know what they're doing with so much power. You can't predict him. You can't no, exactly. hours of survival watching and try and like categorize what he should do, what it objectively is the best thing for him to do based on your perception of survivor gameplay. Because either because you don't understand him, his style, or how he thinks about any of this, because it's all fresh. Exactly. And when you ask him, he doesn't know how to articulate it either. But I think that just came from experience, not necessarily that he's a bad communicator. Um, so yeah, I'm I, trying to work with him was hard as well. Like in the, the Christie and Denny vote, it was just, I voted Christie and you can't, uh, not that he threatened me like Ethan did, but he wasn't budging. Like Ethan wasn't budging. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a bit difficult to, it's, to it's, work it's with as tricky. well. I could, I could imagine that because he doesn't have the, he, he's not a bad communicator and he's not, um, he's intelligent, but he doesn't have the words that come from just watching and being a part of the fandom, mm. which aren't necessary. But when you're trying to condense a conversation uh, into a very short period of time before a tribal council to, to agree a, a proposal um, and you're having to not just like talk about the vote, but also explain why you think that's the right vote. And then, you know, using the right word and talk, say about rocks or flipping and all that sort of, you know, like the, to him, yeah, he, doesn't, words, he doesn't speak the language. They might mean different things. Rocks mm. and flipping, you know, different, completely different thing to him. Um, yeah. You know, what exactly. a flipping is. Yeah. Yeah. At the um, same time, it was refreshing, I would say. It was very, very refreshing. I think every LIG couple have never either watched it or just uh, really filthy casuals that don't care for it. I think it makes the game much more interesting. They're definitely absolutely. different. You don't want 16 super fans. The key oh. is to have the people that aren't super fans, the filthy casuals or the no fans, to to actually provide good TV, which can be a challenge. But Shane is actually delivering mm. on that. So he's, he's a really fantastic wildcard character in this season and is really bringing a really interesting dynamic. But it, it's hard to find yeah. that. He's a bit of a unique one like that. Oh, 100%. I 100% agree, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, the, Max's um, question that he always loves to ask is, did you have a good time? we got to ask that for Max. <laughs> Did you have a good time? I did. Honestly, this was the funnest experience I've had in such a long time. And I'm a massive Survivor fan. And I'm like, I've always wanted to go on the show. I've almost got on the show once before, which was really exciting. Never happened. But this was kind of like my whole, I get to experience something that I always wanted to do. And I've kind of now been like bitten by the LRG. Bug. So um, I'm going international, but I'll just keep it as that. <laughs> Very good. Um, well, is, isn't the, is the Cayman Islands like, uh, is it got any sort of connection with America? No, probably not. You just, uh, it's a short jump to uh, America. Go get American citizenship. Yeah, it, it's only an hour away, but like, even though we're overseas British territory, our currency is tied to the US dollar. We get a lot of US tourists because it's so close. Um, there's, it's very yeah. Americanized here, which means being a bit of an adjustment, but it is also very close to a number of very big, long standing US. LIGs yes. as well, which maybe you can be the like, first oh. person to cross over into the yeah. American LIGs. We'll see you on Maryland or something. Maybe you'll be the exactly. first person from Australia to ever do that. That'd be amazing. Is that is that something yeah. we could perhaps look forward to? Hopefully, uh, no comment. Oh, uh, interesting. Oh, wow, <laughs> wow, exciting. Um, is this like when that? we asked Annabelle if she was going to be on the traders and she said no? Like. Well, she had to say no. She had signed an NDA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now Joseph has signed an NDA, but he's just being coy with us. Uh, I don't know. You have to play so <laughs> Well, I just want to say um, thank you, Joseph. It's early in the morning for you to come on. And I noticed you've been like commenting on a few of the podcasts. So you must have been getting up early to watch the podcast, which is even more we appreciate. Um, thank you for being a great contestant on this on this show. It's a bit... And an unlucky boot, but you know it makes sense. Uh, I probably would have taken you out here if I was them as well. I think you were just too threatening as a social player. <laughs> player. 
<clears throat> Thank you, Jules, for joining me as always. And Nat, for joining us, our special guest, hey. Orca. Um, uh, you know, Nat always brings great value in everything she does. I'm sure everyone knew, knew you already, but now more people will know you. Okay. Um, for those that are following the org, the Brent Viber we talked about last week, uh, Nat and I are interviewing. Nat won that last season, and we are interviewing boots as they come out from time to time. Um, Jules is still in it, so, you know, secret, secret. Yes, she is, queen. Hopefully you're not talking to me anytime soon. Yeah. No. Um, so got, I think next week is the penultimate episode, uh, which I hope has a double boot or something, because I don't know if we're going to be rolling this final with six people like to interview after it, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, yeah. My preference would be five people in the final, but let's see what happens. Um, uh, uh, but, you know, it's the penultimate, and then obviously there's going to be a big finale uh, two weeks from today. We'll keep interviewing. We'll keep catching up with people. Keep tuning in for the Survivor Sydney coverage. Um, and I'm just going to do a little bit of an announcement now. People can start getting planning. I have it on fairly good authority, as in I talk to all the hosts, that there will be no other LRGs coming out for the rest of the year. I know sad face for everyone. We've got a bunch of new ones to look forward to in the new year. So I will be doing a fan poll ranking the existing 13 Australian LRGs in Australia I'll have voting open for a month. I'll be sharing it around, and then we will do deep dive podcasts on every single one of those seasons, starting with number thirteen and going down to number one, based on the fan community votes. So Does that mean you're going to talk about your own season. Yes. Oh. Rob Sestanino <laughs> did it. Rob Sestanino talked about the. You Amazon. are Rob Sestanino. I am the Australian equivalent. This is the Australian or LRG. <laughs> All right. Um, so we'll get the voting going and uh, we'll have it for every month. I'll share it around all the communities. Everyone can vote. And then we will, for each season, we'll have the voting like they did as well. Like, um, But we won't be doing one a week. It'll be more like one a month. So that gives everyone a chance to watch. I know a lot of people here are, are newish to the community or they've been here for a while, but you just haven't watched every single one of them. This is your chance to take the time, watch it, and join a podcast talking about it. So, um uh, we'll see what happens, what comes first, what comes last. But that's something to look forward to in the back end of this year uh, where there won't be any more Australian LRGs coming out. Uh, what, what do you think you would vote for, number one, Joseph? Sydney? That's yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you don't vote for yourself to win, what are you doing? I would have done that if I was a part of Travel Council to get to vote for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. But well, I think there'll be a lot of interesting <laughs> votes because you'll be ranking yeah. know, one to three. So it's not just one, it's where you rank everything. Um, so look out for that. I'm going to start the voting for that when Sydney Survivor finishes because obviously it needs to finish before people can get a full assessment of how the season went. And then we're running yeah. that into the new year. So thank you, everyone that joined here. Thank you, everyone that um, uh, watched the episode and has watched the podcast today or is listening to it thereafter. Look forward to seeing you next Sunday. Thanks, Joseph, Nat, and Jules. We'll catch you soon. If anyone wants to knock your bank account, just Bye. email me.